0: Support for this podcast and the following message comes from KUST Campus Radio, a student-operated, non-commercial radio station. KUST provides students and faculty of St. Thomas a platform dedicated to creative storytelling, diverse viewpoints, and exploring a vast array of audio content. Tune in anytime to KUST at mixler.com KUST radio.
1: Welcome to Keep the Ball Rolling, presented by Tommy Media. On today's show, we talk St. Thomas and COVID-19, the NCAA's recent rulings as we bring on St. Thomas runner Caroline Johnson, and the 2020 Tokyo Olympics being moved to 2021. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the second episode of season five of Keep the Ball Rolling. I'm Mia Lobby.
0: And I'm Joey Swanson.
1: How are you, Joey?
0: Segment two. Here we go.
1: Yeah, segment. Uh, we did our first first ever podcast episode together, and now our second one's on Zoom.
0: Yeah, this one's this one might be a little tougher because of the audio, but I, I'm excited for the challenge. I, I see my my friends on the cam here. But <laughs> the first first topic is uh, how are how are you doing, Mia? Since since the last podcast, with everything going on with COVID nineteen, everyone's now locked down in their homes. The the president has put a stay in home order and. The governor did as well until April 10th I believe and that might get extended we don't know
1: yeah I think right now for the US they're um, trying to decide whether to do like an actual national lockdown I think they're hesitating I'm I'm uh, back at home in Iowa so we don't have quite as many cases as up in the Twin Cities so Right now, we don't have the stay-at-home order, but I have personally been staying at home and it's been all right. (laughs) I've been learning a lot about at-home workouts.
0: (laughs) Yeah, what have you been doing?
1: Well, uh, my sister is going to play college basketball next year, so um, I used a bunch of my college basketball um, lifts and put together something for the both of us to do together. And my little brother um, he plays high school and AAU basketball. He's a freshman in high school right now. He's pretty excited that he doesn't have to go to school. But, um, <laughs> yeah, the three of us have just been working out together. What about you?
0: Yeah, I, I've been, I haven't been working out, but I've been going on walks. I mean, I never do that. I've been going <laughs> on runs, which is productive. And good. just a lot of time. I've been reading this good book, Unbroken about a story of uh, ex-Olympic athlete going to war. It's a-
1: oh, I've heard of that. It's a really good movie too.
0: Yeah, the movie's incredible as well. So that's been keeping me busy. Uh, still doing school here. I mean, the campus the campus has been closed since March 20th, but mm-hmm. all, all sports and activities canceled for the remainder of the semester. Um, and as I said, we're just on online classes meeting with some, some classes don't meet on zoom, but my major, I have three classes that meet on zoom and, uh, some classes don't even meet at all. Like my choir class just ended. So, wow. yeah,
1: that's unfortunate. <laughs> it's the world we live in. Um, I mean, for the NCAA, obviously everyone knows that um, winter and spring championships and seasons were canceled because of the social distancing. It's now moved through April 30th, but who knows how long that's going to last. A lot of people are wondering if they're going to have their summer sports seasons or if the spring sports are going to be able to move into the summer. Um, NCAA is doing a lot right now. They're pretty busy. Division one recruiting, um, it's, it's a little bit different because there's periods where coaches could normally go recruit in person and there's periods where they're only allowed to do phone calls and sometimes there's no contact. Right now, through at least April 15th, they have, like, obviously a hold on in-person recruiting – especially right now when um, the amateur sports seasons would be firing up. So obviously for Division Three, like St. Thomas, there's no actual recruiting period restrictions, so there's no changes for that. But they were told to be flexible.
0: Yeah, with the whole recruiting aspect and just communicating with, like in the NBA, agents, the NBA draft is coming up and the deadline for applying for the draft. I've, I've been seeing on Instagram a few of the main college players have been declaring for the draft. And now, now it's, it works where you don't have to commit to the NBA because if you don't sign with an agent, you can come back to college. So that's mm-hmm. a nice rule for, for kids trying to get to the NBA but they're not necessarily forced to play professionally if they don't get drafted.
1: Mm -hmm. And that's tough. Like we talked in the last episode, it's hard um, with no NCAA tournament to see who steps up during that time. It's kind of a big factor. Um, A lot of people are calling for someone to make a one shining moment still. So I hope that happens. Uh
0: Yeah, I, I saw a, an Instagram post yesterday about possibly the NBA returning soon-ish, but that really depends on how everything pans out and if they're allowed to start up. I know there were talks of going to Vegas and doing what they planned on doing with only players and the media and coaches yeah. and officials but that's just an idea right now so mm. we're still in limbo with that but
1: um for college sports um right now the main thing up in the air is eligibility the NCAA has already decided that um spring athletes for all three divisions um can have another year of eligibility, including the seniors, which a lot of the winter athletes still don't know how they're going to be kind of compensated. They it was ruled that winter athletes weren't going to get another season, just because they've finished such a large portion of their season and it was only postseason play left. But there's still talks about that. However, um, a lot of seniors are going to be able to return if they want to. And uh, now for division one, the rules have adjusted to allow more athletes on scholarship. So that could be interesting to see how universities take up that financial load.
0: I think it's good because, well, these kids, they didn't even have a chance at their senior season. I mean, it's, it's going to be a bigger team, which is going to it's gonna force the kids to work harder and earn playing time because they're gonna have like five grades instead of four now. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, interesting. I th- I think that uh, spring teams, I think they'll be overall better just because of a yeah. bigger team.
1: I saw a lot of posts of like softball and baseball players who are seniors that thought their season was just taken away and they kind of posted their goodbye to sports and then all of a sudden they're back and a lot of them have been declaring that they're going to take an extra year. But I'm not quite sure how that will work for D3. We will um, talk a little bit more about that when we talk to a sophomore spring athlete who had her season away or season taken away so um stay tuned for the next segment where we talk to saint thomas runner caroline johnson all right um now we're bringing on caroline johnson a sophomore saint thomas runner so um caroline how are you
2: i'm good thank you how are you
1: i'm good what are you um doing these days
2: Um, basically what my schedule is looking like is just doing my online Zoom classes and honestly just training. We have about like five months until like our season begins again for Cross.
1: Okay. So, um, what are the main things that being at home has affected you as a student athlete right now?
2: Um, one of the biggest challenges is I was on like the same schedule as most of my teammates, so we'd be, like, eating lunch together, breakfast, dinner, and everything. So that's been, like, definitely different. I eat every meal at the View, so it's kind of been a challenge learning to cook again. Um, but it's nice to, like, be home with family. Um, another thing that's challenging is, like, you have to find, like, new routes to do, like, workouts and stuff. And we don't have access to a track, so you can't do any, like, like consistent, like, track workouts. You have to, like, um, measure it yourself. So that's another challenge. Um... Probably the thing I miss the most is just, like, seeing the team all the time. We're always hanging out in the arc doing homework together in the tommy room. So that's been, like, definitely different, just, like, a different scene, definitely.
0: With your, with your coaches, what are they – are they sending you workout plans, or what are they how, – how are they impacting this time? So
2: they – according to the NCAA, they aren't able to, like, have contact with us, like, like training but we all have reached out on our own individually and asked for training plans. So like we're allowed to do that. So they've been sending us different workouts and stuff. So we're keeping up mileage and speed. Um so we've been doing that and then we're actually as a team us girls have decided to do weekly Zoom like core sessions together. So like that's still about like getting together and like trying to have that like team aspect again. So um our coaches have been like really like good about that. So we actually We saw the Tommy sports page with, like, the different, like, basketball things and stuff. So we're thinking about doing, like, a relay-type challenge, you know, so.
1: Yeah, that's cool. The basketball team did one where they kind of did ball handling and then passed the ball out of the frame and caught it. So that was kind of a fun thing. Um, Yeah,
2: every spring we do this thing called, like, banana relays. So it's, like, we get paired up into different teams by our coaches and we, like, pass banana and then you have to finish banana and, like, first team to win, et cetera. So we're thinking of something like that, but, um, yeah, just, like, another thing, like, back to, like, the coaches is that we've, like, created accountability buddies, so we've been, like, paired into different groups, so, like, checking in on each other, see how we're doing with, like, not only running, but, like, daily life, um, and we're going to start doing, like, different challenges, like, among that, so, yeah, we'll see, maybe something will pop up on Tommy Sports, we'll see.
1: So, that's all with the, like, cross-country team now you're preparing for?
2: Yeah, so, um cross starts september as i like, ground our first race but we all start training together as a team end of august so we're all just getting ready for that knowing that our spring track season's done so
1: yeah so as far as like track is concerned you said the cross country coaches couldn't um have contact with you right now unless you personally ask them for workouts what about track are they just saying like hey the season can't happen so we're just done and taking a break or what was um I
2: know a lot of people are still training really hard really heavy trying to get back so that way like we can be even stronger than where we left off um actually the day that it was announced that the season was over we had some people in South Carolina performing at nationals so that got canceled and so I know a lot of people are like okay you know what we're gonna be even better than next year like they won't see it coming so just like being kicked out of the MIAC it's just like another like we're going to end next year like hard and strong. So I know a lot of people are really training hard for that um, and reaching out to coaches and then like that type of thing. So it's really like we all have to like kind of do it on our own, like asking for like the push and then everyone is able to push each other. So it's been really well.
0: With, with pacing and stuff, because cross country is all about keeping your pace usually run with your teammates in the summer to train how is that different running on your own and what do you use use your phone to track your distance and your time and
2: um so we have some watches that will gps and like tell us our pace so we're able to try to like stick to that um honestly it's just like become more of a mental game which is just going to get us stronger for the races later on because it's like okay like you know like today i'm not feeling well like or like tired you know like sore legs like, I don't want to go as fast, but it's really you have to be like, no, you know what, this is when we push hard, we push now, so we can be all together as a team and be pushing at the same spot, if not harder and faster.
1: So um, with that training you're doing and the spot you're at right now, what kind of season were you personally and just the track team expecting to have this season?
2: Um, I honestly was coming back from a injury, so I was just hoping to honestly just like give it my all and see what would happen. I haven't had a full season yet of track just due to injuries, but um, I know our team was looking very strong and how we were competing at our different meets was looking very like promising. So it's definitely a bummer, and I feel like it's like very. I feel very fortunate that I do have a few more years under my belt to be able to get back out there, but. Um, yeah, we had a lot of people competing at nationals, so that's really disappointing to know that that's, like, over.
1: Um, What are – what's kind of the track and cross-country team looking like right now as far as um who's doing really well, how you guys are, like, working together? What's the team's makeup right now?
2: I feel like our dynamic as a team is honestly, like, it's going like very well. Like we heard the news and you're like, you know what, like this is not going to stop us. We're going to like keep pushing as hard as we can and just doing everything we can. Um, I feel like everybody's still improving and just doing better and better. So it's very exciting just to see that. And just to see like, honestly, like from this fall to like this spring, like how much like improvement there was at the end of indoor cross, uh, sorry, excuse me, indoor track conference. We had, Several, several personal records. So that was just like very exciting. Everyone is just doing so much better. So I feel like we're going to be in a good place if we continue what we're
0: doing. Are there any courses that you're looking forward to running? I know Roy Griac is a, is a big race. Um, are there any um, places that you like to run and are excited for in the fall?
2: Griac is actually my favorite one by far. Um, I. Can- competed there in high school all four years and it was not my favorite and then freshman year coming in it was like 90 degrees out or something like that and it was just like insane and it was actually my best race of the season and then this year again it's just like doing those hills it's like it's like the hilliest course so it's probably one of the hardest ones by far but it's just like very exhilarating and just like fun just like see your teammates and just like be able to see like how many people are there and just like pick out new faces but also familiar ones from the conference. So like that's definitely one I'm looking forward to this fall.
0: Yeah, that's a crazy meet because they incorporate high school and college together. Yeah, it's all day. Yeah, it's crazy. But
1: so assuming that you'll get to run all those races for cross country because like hopefully by then sports are gonna be going again. I hope. Um, Obviously uh, the NCAA has offered spring athletes another year of eligibility um do you think personally that you will be accepting that extra year of eligibility or do you think it'll just be a lost season for you
2: actually i'm very like blessed for how i was planning on doing my college like career i was already planning on doing five years so like i'm very happy with that i'm able to do that yeah so i plan on doing that
1: so it would be um your fifth year of college you would just not run cross country and then
2: do a track yeah so I was out of indoor due to um injury and then so I'll have all of track indoor and outdoor
1: oh that's really nice
2: yeah do you think
1: um other teammates are planning to take that extra year of eligibility on the St. Thomas team
2: I'm not really sure I know a lot of people want to but it just really depends on school and how that's going about and just, like, jobs and internships and just, I guess, see how that goes. I'm not quite sure.
1: Do you think money has any effect on that just because Division 3 doesn't operate with scholarships?
2: I think that's definitely going to be an extra challenge, especially for those that are, like, younger and they don't pay per credit. I think that's going to be a big factor, and it would honestly, it would be very sad and, like, horrible to see that. You just can't do it just because of money. I think that would be very frustrating Mm
0: -hmm. well i think uh we touched on a lot of good things but thanks for coming in today
2: yeah
1: for sure yeah take care of yourself we appreciate it So great that um, she could join us, especially under the circumstances, having to do most things online. And it's good to see that the track team is and cross-country team are doing well and still training really hard right now. So now we're going to move and talk a little bit about athletics on a bigger scale with the Olympics being delayed.
0: Yeah first time it's been postponed ever i think and it's been canceled three other times but due to the world wars in 1916 and then twice during world war ii but now we got another war with with a virus so we'll see we'll see if we're able to to see the olympics next year i mean I'm hopeful that we can find a cure or this all chills out, but yeah, crazy.
1: They, they've moved the dates to, um, July 23rd to August 8th of next summer. And then the Paralympics will follow right after that. August 24th to September 5th. Um, the Olympic trials have been postponed indefinitely. And, uh, i guess this has quite an effect on these athletes whose entire lives are basically training super hard at the highest level every little inch that they possibly can and basically what i've been reading is that like athletes who are currently injured this is actually almost a blessing for because then maybe next year they do have a chance to compete um but then for athletes who are either in like peak shape right now or athletes who are older it's kind of a kind of tough
0: yeah for for older athletes i know it's it's all about the olympic bodies has a certain time frame where they're at peak performance and once you get over that age it's kind of like well let's just become a coach or let's do something to help the Olympic community. But um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see who drops out. I know we haven't, we haven't gotten to the Olympic trials that were set in June throughout the country, but there were some, some people that we knew would have made it and, and some people who were on the fence. So it'll be interesting to see. <laughs> who comes along next year
1: I know one of my favorites to watch is the US women's national team for soccer and um one person that there's been a lot of talk about for them is Carly Lloyd being at like an older age um I think she's on the fence about whether like this would have been the end of her career so hopefully she can end her career on a high note next summer um, Team USA, I mean, women's soccer's had a history of success, but so of so many Team USA sports. Um, won over 2,500 medals since 1896 and, uh, won over a thousand gold medals.
0: Yeah. And, and hopefully some more of those medals will come from Minnesota Olympians Like, we have some some youngsters that are are super good. Uh, Swimmer Regan Smith is from Lakeville. She was 17 years old when she won the gold medal in the 200-meter backstroke at the World Championships in South Korea in 2019. She hasn't competed in the Olympics yet, but she broke Missy Franklin's record in the 200 meter backstroke wow (laughs) yeah she's she's nuts and then there's also another 17 year old just turned 17 from saint paul gymnast sunny lee Sunny lee i don't know how to pronounce her name um and she's a member of the usa team that won gold at the 2019 world championships um But yeah, she's going to join Simone Biles, who was exceptional in Rio in 2016. Uh, The most decorated. (laughs) Um, I
1: saw that, I think after the 2016 Olympics, um, Simone Biles was debating whether or not to continue because obviously sometimes gymnasts can have a little bit of a short shelf life just because of the nature of their sport. Um, And a lot of younger athletes were trying to decide, like, should I just kind of like focus on my college career or what's next? But there are definitely some people who, um, including Missy Franklin, who we kind of just mentioned, retired after 2016 that we wouldn't have seen in these Olympics. Um, one of them, like I said, Missy Franklin, she was the first American woman to win four golds in a single Olympics. Absolutely amazing to watch her. Um, she kind of battled some injuries and she, she's retired in the past few years. And then, um, a few big ones, Michael Phelps and Usain Bolt, both of them basically said there's no way they're coming back.
0: (laughs) Yeah. They had a good run though. Wow. That was a good run for sure. <laughs> I mean, 23 gold medals. Are you kidding me?
1: It's decent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then, um, Usain Bolt, he's done some interviews recently where he's kind of, he said, well, now that I'm done, sprinting field is wide open for someone else to take the lead and he said that there are some promising American sprinters in the men's field at least um obviously USA always does pretty well I think in women's track and field but um some of the most fun events to watch
0: yeah I mean sprinting it's it's the Americans and Jamaica Jamaica just they always got good runners I tell you and And Bolt Bolt led the pack for a while there, and then he kind of went and got creative. Started playing professional soccer for a little bit.
1: I didn't know that. Yeah, in
0: 2018, he joined a Australian professional team, and they gave him a deal or they gave him a contract, but he didn't accept it. I don't know if he wanted more money or what, but hmm. he scored he scored two goals in his career and it shows <laughs> that once you move on from one sport you can you can always join another just like Michael Jordan or Tim Tebow. Well,
1: it's these sprinters. Um I know Lolo Jones, she's actually from Iowa, so I know quite a bit about her, but she was a sprinter for Team USA. Did super well at all the Olympic games she ran in, and uh, she took up bobsled. So I mean, just <laughs> shows, and she did that in the Olympics. So it just shows you can really do, um, can really do anything if you have the right skill set.
0: <laughs> that's crazy. There's some
1: power to do that. So no, yeah, but she's very built. So
0: well, you talked about sprinting and. Gymnastics, but what what would you say is your favorite Olympic event?
1: Um, I would say both of those are super exciting to watch. Um, for as far as gymnastics, I think the floor routines for the women are so fun to watch, just because they kind of throw in just some little flair and acting in them too, and that's kind of fun. Um, that was kind of. great to watch Simone Biles when she did that because um, she obviously went to places that gymnasts have never been able to go before and I also for some reason like watching the men do the pummel horse because I just it's amazing to me how they can make their body do that
0: (laughs) so much upper body strength it's crazy like I could never (laughs) yeah Yeah. I know obviously just some of the I teams that. And then I enjoy water polo.
1: Water polo? Hmm. You dabble?
0: Yeah, water polo. That's what it's called, where they're in the pool and they're throwing the ball into the net. It's like handball, <laughs> but everyone's swimming. It's kind of chaotic, but I don't know. I miss that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they make us for um, St. Thomas women's basketball, we've had to do pool workouts with our strength and conditioning, um, trainer Stu. And we throw the ball around and have to like have one hand in the air while we're treading water. And I swear, I feel like I'm drowning. <laughs> <laughs> I know how people play water. Polo.
0: Oh, it's insane. I could never, I'd be swallowing water. I'd be drowning. Someone would kick me under. Oh
1: yeah. It's <laughs> definitely not for the weak. No. Um, but yeah, we'll definitely miss a lot of those team sports. For me, soccer and basketball, my two favorite sports, but um, just all those things. Americans are kind of sitting and waiting to get their sports fix again, but um, something long-awaited is coming with Michael Jordan.
0: Yeah, he has a, a documentary about... Him in the 1990s Chicago Bulls called The Last Dance.
1: Yeah, um, the premiere date wasn't supposed to be until June, but I think in response to the fact that people want sports again, ESPN is moving it up to April 19th, and there's 10 parts to it, so it's set to air on Sunday nights for, like, I think April 19th, Through May 17th, is that that sounds about
0: right? That sounds about right.
1: That's gonna be fun.
0: Yeah, no, I'm super excited for that. And last night I was watching just old highlights of LeBron James in high school, getting my fix in. So, back when he was uh, the star of his high school playing against Oak Hill Academy, Hmm. high school, who recruits quote-unquote
2: mm-hmm.
1: yeah there's a lot of that kind of stuff on um tv and youtube and twitter right now um like i was saying earlier with the one shining moment this morning i watched last year's does it's circulating on twitter and it just you know it puts you in the feels
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i know it's it's so exhilarating watching those young kids get their moment because a lot of them, you know, it's, it's not to the NBA, it's, it's to the workplace. So, you know, they cherish those moments for the rest of their lives. They're putting their heart and soul into it. There's nothing but um, a scholarship in it for them.
1: Yeah, I'm just heartbroken for some of those athletes who won't get their NCAA tournament because that's just like, one of the biggest dreams for basketball players, especially at the division one level.
0: Yeah. Cause you can, you can be a nobody and beat a somebody. And then it's like, wow, did that actually happen? Mm-hmm. Dream.
1: Yeah. Well, I guess we see where it goes from here. And we hope that this summer brings um, AAU, it brings just kind of a return to normalcy, the end of the NBA season and all that. But for now, we sit and wait.
0: Yeah, and I, I know it's, it's a tough time for a lot of families. So mm-hmm. just stay safe and keep listening to the governor's orders. And mm-hmm. we'll, we'll get through this together. You know, we, we I've never been through something like this before, so uh, no, there's absolutely. no timetable on, on on when it's gonna end. So we just gotta do our part.
1: Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I hope I'll see you guys soon in person, but at least over Zoom. Thanks everybody for joining us for episode two. Hopefully, we can provide something for people to listen to in the midst of this boredom and just total weirdness but um yeah thanks everybody thanks joey
0: thanks mia